Philip Bateman, bravo, Charlie down here at Intersect 2021, which is a fintech and potentially a blockchain conference that's in there, isn't there? Yeah. And I'm here with Jim Cadwood. Cadwood? From Agri Digital. Digital. Not the other one. I nearly got him confused with AgriWeb, which they partnered to and apparently used the data. They're good guys. We like them a lot. Yeah. And you partner with them and what's your connection? So they're a farm management software and we work with them to actually grab that data as input for our inventory data. Yeah. So they do farm management, we do inventory management. Wonderful. And with that inventory management, what you do for farmers is provide them finance from what I understand. Tell us more. That's correct. So we built a platform that makes it easy for us to see the farm asset commodity. So think of a grain from the paddock all the way to the plate. Why we can see that? Well, we have all these sensors in the in the in the field. We can we've got software that enables us to capture that data, and as a result, we know where everything is. When we know where everything is, we can truly assess the risk, and as a result, we can give that person or that farm instant access to capital and finance. And it's been something that's blown our customers away. We've just did fifty million dollars of the loans in the last two years, and we're about to quadruple that in the next year or so. So it's gonna be amazing, yeah, yeah. That is pretty incredible. Um, my understanding of farming in Australia, if you've seen for the viewers back home, if you look through the previous Bravo Charlie material, we've been out like in the Riverina area doing the Mulliman Grain Cooperative and things. And it seems one of the big challenges is that small farmers are, you know, they have to aggregate to scale and they're getting bought up and a large majority of controllers own a massive amount of the market. Um, That's correct, yeah. Are you saying, are you suggesting you can reverse that trend? Like where's your, isn't your market shrinking? We wouldn't say we're going to reverse that trend. We're going to help the people that are getting eaten up. So we're helping the small farmer or anyone really in the supply chain to get access to that capital and grow their business. So they don't have to have just one option. They now got multiple options. They can figure out, well, do I want to be taken up by a big conglomerate or do I want to continue acting as a smaller independent player? Yeah. It's their choice now. And that, and I think that's the important part. It's giving people the choice and farming organizations the choice of what they want to do with their future, rather than saying, we've only got one path. This might seem very ignorant to the farmers out there who know what actually happened, but I'm, I was on the understanding when the Wheat Board nationalized, yeah. um, or denationalized, as it were, uh, privatized, um, that's when we really got this concentration of grain transportation in this country. And what I saw in your presentation was that you were advocating for farmers to take on-site, on-farm storage. And I feel like in the US, that might be a much more acceptable thing. So what's your take on it here? Are people embracing it? Yeah, look, all we're seeing is there's been a huge increase in on-farm storage because it gives people the ownership of their asset. They're able to then make that decision themselves. Instead of putting it into the hands of an operator, which, you know, they still can, they can then choose, actually, maybe I want to store a few bit on my farm instead. And I don't have to worry about transporting it somewhere else. I can just leave it there because they can see that they can now unlock that value of that asset rather than having to just store it somewhere else just for the sake of storing somewhere else yeah i don't really understand the cost implications for a farm owner like i because i assume there'd be more logistics in having to go because if you go directly from harvest to silo you're done Whereas it, saying, like if you're storing on farm you're just going harvest directly to your own silo whereas yeah. if you're now having to store it into a in a silo operator 
it could be 150 kilometers away, it could be 200 kilometers away. You're, you're right. having to factor in that logistics cost as well, plus the cost of storage fees right. at that storage. Yeah. Yeah. Storage and facility. then do they do the stores take a clip as well on the sale? Of course they do. Of course they do. Well, that's how they do business. It's, right, okay. It's a good business model. So you can, can keep your own clip and not have to transport your grain off site until you need to sell it. Yeah. Right. And with our platform, because we can now see and access and, and understand where that grain is, yeah. we can see the quality, we can see that it exists in your silo, we can see it's in a bunk or a bag. We can then say, well, your risk profile is actually quite low, so we can give you access to capital right now so that you can have cash flow to do business. So are you aggregating client assets yet and allowing them to become their own selling pools? Eventually we will. Right now we don't. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so what's next? Well, right now we're doing a huge push into the US market. Uh, we've just got 13% of the Australian market. Um, so we're, we're pretty amazed, uh, happy about that. But the US market is where we want to really grow. So our next couple of years is focused on the US market. Yeah. And you made a big point about digital natives. I mean, to me, digital natives, we, I'm a digital native. We get video. I'm sitting here using a phone to make video content and we're blasting it out through satellites. Um, is there, like, do you reckon people who aren't digital natives are going to see this or are they still going to be getting their bit of paper from the Waybridge and sticking it on the wall and being happy with it and that's just how it is? Look, there's always going to be a spectrum of people that either love it or hate it, as naysayers are evangelists. Yeah. We don't have time to go for the, the naysayers right now. We want to go and really focus on the digital natives, the people that's, that can see the value immediately. Why? Because they're the ones that are going to propel the industry forward anyway. Eventually, the people that say no or have anxieties of utilizing uptaking software, they're going to say, well, what did you do at the par? But talk, talk to me about this software that you're talking about. Like, they're going to talk to your friends and eventually they'll come on board. And we've seen that already. We've had customers that are not traditionally technologically inclined. might take them a few months, but they're best friend. Yeah. Goes to the pub every day. They're now using it. They're like, wow, if my best friend's using it, I should get onto that. I don't want to miss this bandwagon. I don't want to feel like I'm being left out. Yeah. Um, but what we're also seeing is that the kids, they now move off to farms, going to school, going to universities in the cities, but they still want to have that farming connection. And they're the ones adopting it very, very fast. Right. So they speak to their farm dads and farm moms and families and say, hey, we've, been, we've, set, we've seen this software. I can do it on my phone. I can do it while I'm in Sydney or in Melbourne or in any city in the world, really. And I can still have access to that farming sort of uh, family heritage. And if you're not into IT and technology, hang in with me for a second here because you're the chief technology officer. That's correct, yes. My understanding here is you've got a, an Amazon Web Services, like cloud-based service providing your user experience and your web platform sitting on top of that, um, which is essentially like a financial reporting zero kind of data in yeah, reporting kind of, system. Kind of, so so it, it's a huge cloud native platform. What does that mean? Well, if you think of like zero, like you mentioned, we built a completely cloud native technology platform because we wanted to make sure that anyone in the world could access it. Yeah. On top of that, there's a huge data source supplying data to the, to the platform, whether it be accounting services, uh, integrations with third-party uh, farm management services, it could be logistics services. We're pulling that data in and helping add value to the to the farming customer as well. And so a raft of Internet of Things, essentially small sensors, blasting data yes. around. Uh, and then blockchain. You're storing your data in a private blockchain, your own? Uh, yeah, well, it's technically a private blockchain. Um, it's a, a company called Giora, and they provide blockchain services or blockchain technology for inventory services around yeah. the world. Um, we actually spun them off as a technology platform from our own company. 
Um, so that's our relationship. And what we do with them is actually every single inventory and delivery information that we have actually gets stored on that blockchain for trust and transparency and provenance reasons. And what's your one or two liner on what a blockchain is for people who are going, oh, but it's not, it's not Bitcoin. Let's start there. Uh, look, if you think of it as a undeletable record of truth, yeah, that's probably the simplest thing. Imagine you could go into a safe and you had a piece of paper that could never be erased or never be re- uh, removed. I think that's the simplest way to explain it to the people that may not know the technical terms. Which means you can provide finance to people because you're not getting your stuff fudged or there's no real question of like, are these books real or fake? Are these, yeah, yeah. you know, are we, all being tampered with. we don't have to be too big to fail if there's transparency in decentralized networks. That's right, yeah. We can just be truthful. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. Um, if there's one thing you want people in the world to know about agri-digital, what would you tell them? We're not a typical agri-tech business, and I think that's the important part. What we're trying to do is push the boundaries and make sure that everyone in the world has that ability to grow their business. So agri-digital is one of those businesses where you wouldn't think that we would exist as a technology, even finance technology company, but that's where we are, and that's what we want to be. And we want to show the world that actually even one of the oldest industries in the world can actually be positively impacted through new financial technology services. And who are you doing it for? We're doing it for everyone, everyone in the supply chain, because at the end of the day, we're all farming. We're all people want, we, all, we all want to eat. We all want to have access to food. We want to make sure that we can see value coming from the person that is creating the crop all the way to the person that's giving us the food at the end of the day. So we're doing it for everyone in the supply chain. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Good luck on the journey. I look forward to seeing more about it and um, being a part of it. Thanks, folks. Thanks.